0: Alright, this is it. This is the final regular episode of Should I Play That?
1: For, the year. For, for the year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for the year. For the year. For the year. regular episode, but what's going on everybody? It's your boy Chris and Rod here with another episode. Episode 43, in fact.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, should I play that? Rod, how you doing, man? i've got a my warm well it's not warm it's actually quite cold but a cold glass of eggnog and i am here ready to to uh celebrate the the end of this year and it's been a a pretty good one i'm sure we'll talk about that like maybe in a future episode or something like in 2019 or something but yeah man it's been a an awesome year to to be doing this
0: nice nice so I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. You said you you know you're sipping on some eggnog. Are we talking yes. like No, not like,
1: non-alcoholic.
0: Oh, okay. I yeah. was going to say all right, all right, Rod, getting a little lit <laughs> for the show. That's what yeah. I'm talking about.
1: No, no, no. I actually am one of the weirdos who kind of prefers non-alcoholic eggnog. Um I I have no beef against alcohol or whiskey in my eggnog or anything like that. Like it it's good. It's it's fine, but I just drink it straight up raw and it's great. See,
0: this year I was thinking about, and every year I say this, but like I'm, I'm working on like following through when I say these type of things. But I was, I wanted to make like my own like special eggnog and I was talking to someone about it last year. They were like, I, I think I was talking about it maybe around this time last year and they're like, oh, if you still haven't, if you haven't made your eggnog yet, then, uh, you might as well just go buy it in the store because it's not going to be right. And I was like, mm. well, yeah, I guess, I guess if I'm going to do it, I got to do it right. Yeah. And at some point I'll, I'll prepare. And he, he said that people normally make it like a month or two in advance or something like that. Really? That far yeah. in advance? I wonder yeah. why that is. I don't know. That's weird, but I guess to, I mean, does the stuff ferment?
1: Even more. Oh yeah, quite possibly. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I'm guessing that's the case. I guess they they they're really trying to make you know have like a lit Christmas. So, <laughs> um, at some point next year, you now I'm I'm gonna go to the store and probably buy some. I'll buy some regular eggnog for you know the normal folk, and then I'll buy the the spiked eggnog for uh, for me and other people that like it spiked.
1: That sounds like you need to be on another episode of the Henny Haters Club. Which actually,
0: I think, if you're listening to this now, as of like live when we drop, look out for the next episode of Henny Haters Club because uh, I'm I got invited back to be on on the show again. So I'll be I'll be recording that soon, and that should be out relatively soon. Like just like us, they have like a fast turnaround for their shows. Mm. So um, expect to see that. Expect to see me, you know, shouting it out on social media. So, um, once again, uh, you know, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, you know, at should I play that, but then also a quick plug for myself, follow me at SSJ blackerot. And that's on Instagram. That's on Twitter. Um, I, it's weird. I have a Facebook page account for SSJ blackerot, but I don't really, you know, keep up with it, but I feel like Mm -hmm. with 2020, it's all about like me, you know, working on the brand of shit. I play that working mm-hmm. on my own personal brand of SSJ Blackrock. Like this this coming. I'm excited. This, you know, this coming year, this coming decade. I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm making, I'm setting goals and I'm going to accomplish them. Yeah. It, it, that's how you do it. Right. New year to new year. Yeah. Exactly. But it's, it's different when you have like, when you feel that fire mm-hmm. behind you. Like, Absolutely um just i you know just being on social media i was talking to some people about just uh how like this year was the year that i sort of got over or came over the fear of putting out you know my you know the content Mm -hmm. and honestly it just comes down to trusting yourself trusting your process and just putting putting yourself out there like if if you work hard and you believe in what you're like you're putting yourself into people are gonna like it and you know we you know february of this year we released you know episode zero and then episode one and then episode two three four five and all here we are all the way to episode 43 and that's just like the testament of you know just staying dil- diligent and staying consistent
1: mm-hmm. like that's the key yeah definitely
0: for sure yeah so uh this is to, you know on any of the listeners out there that you know you're thinking about launching your own podcast and i've had people i guess i'm making some sort of impact where i've had a couple people reach out to me and say hey you know i'm thinking about starting my own podcast or uh they're thinking about starting different things and they sort of reached out to me to like ask for my input on like or like give them some tips on stuff and you know you know what you know first and foremost you know thank you to you know the people that have reached out and stuff like that because i I feel like if you come if you're coming to me to stuff like that like you you feel like i'm doing something right and it's flattering yeah and like it's one of those things where half the time i'm like yo am i doing things right is this like the (laughs) best product that i could put out so there's a lot of self-doubt but you know hearing people like being in conversation with people about just you know content creation like i get excited about that so um I feel like if you're in a pre- like in the way I am with stuff like this, I feel like if you're put in the position to give information on stuff or mm-hmm. to like help coach or help like motivate people, and if you have the the power to do that and you don't do that, you really shouldn't be doing it at all. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you if you're really good at your craft, mm-hmm. you could teach about your craft.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: And you want pretty... to, and you want and you want to, you know,
1: spread that information so more people could do, you know, do what they need to do. See, that's the thing, Chris, is that like, you know, you like to uh, put people on to knowledge, and and you're not afraid to share that wisdom with, with others. I think that means a lot. It's really good. Yeah. Hey, man, I I try. I really do. I really try. So,
0: um, once again, this is the should I play that podcast. We're all about the gaming industry and everything that happens in it. And, um, you know, just a you know, I guess this episode is going to be It's, it's I want to say it's like a, a it's like a calm down it's a like calm before the store, the store. Yes, because yes. Uh, I guess the very next episode is going to be our game of the year episode. Yeah,
1: it's the big one. It's, it's the one that you and I both anticipate like the most out of every year that we've ever done a show together. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's just so much fun. And we're doing it different this year, which is even more exciting.
0: You want to uh, sort of talk talk that up? Let the people know how we're going
1: to do it. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this. So this is the first time that we're kind of talking about this publicly. Um, but we are actually, as opposed to in the past when uh, you and I we did our game of the year list, our top five generally, and we would alternate and say like, okay, my my um, fifth game of the year was this. Your fifth game was this. My fourth game was this. Your fourth game was that, etc. And that works out really well because you know we get to kind of have a dialogue about the games that we really liked, and you know they were our personal lists, and that's that's great. But the thing about that is that um, we wanted to kind of see if there was a way that we could come up with a cumulative list, and so basically what we're going to do is come up with a top ten. Of this, um, and this is, uh, kind of inspired by, uh, the giant bomb guys because I, we, I, we really appreciate and love like, like kind of how, like their approach. They go all out for game of the year. They do all sorts of streams and different categories. Um, and it's really, really cool and super fun to listen to. It's something I, I personally look forward to, uh, every, every year. If you've never heard them, check out their material. They're amazing. Um, but, we wanted to have a similar idea to where, like, you know, of, of of having something that you and I, like, Chris, you and I, we sort of can agree that, hey, the, this is should I play that's, like, top ten. You know, not necessarily, like, our personal lists, but, like, something that we feel represents us and the show um, just together. And we're basically going to turn on the mics and uh, <laughs> and just start – hashing that process out (laughs) and we are going to come up with it where we are we have a large list of games that we're going to talk about um and we're just going to start whittling that down um one by one until we get 10 and once we get 10 we're gonna try to order them (laughs) and uh i think it's it's going to be fun because we get to bring the arguments of like towards certain games i mean at a certain point it's probably going to get to a point where like we're (laughs) <laughs> we we might be tearing down games that we actually like <laughs> because yeah. we want we we want to, the a higher spot for a particular one, but but it, it it really brings out the qualities in each and every single game. Um but yeah, I, I think it's gonna be really successful, honestly. I, I really am looking forward to to trying this out with you.
0: Yeah, and I feel like uh it's this is only the beginning. Like, you know, we, we had our first Game of the Year, the episode zero, and you know, that was like the old format. I feel like with this new format, I I like how it sounds. I like like what we're going with it. And it's just the beginning. Like right now it's just me and you. You know, uh, next year, uh, hopefully we'll see should I play that sort of open up and we'll have more people on this uh, game of the year episode. But like for this year in particular, I really wanted it to just it just be me and you rod cuz like i feel like you know we're we're the ogs on this so i wanted you know this first you know game of the year to sort of be like me and you's vision on what you know should i play that's like top 10 is and what our right. game here is right so um you know and and i do want to you know uh shout out the people that sort of have like reached out and said that they wanted to sort of help out with the episode but or at least like be guests over like the past couple of, uh, of episodes, but you know, winding down to you know the end of 2019, going into 2020. I sort of I sort of want to step back and uh, like I, I I sort of already have an idea of what works, what doesn't work, and I wanted to fine tune things and then just really like you know ramp it up in 2020. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're, you know, you're one of those people that have reached out, uh, I will be reaching back out to start coming up with a, uh, I guess like a list or like a schedule of having like guests and everything like that. So, uh, just be on the lookout for that. And then if you are a content creator, if you, um, if you feel like you're just really outspoken about like a certain genre in video games or something like that or like, now, you love what we do, and you sort of want
1: to join in on the fun. Uh, reach out, yeah, um, please. Like we're I, we we really value our guests too, and that's something that um, I, I've really I've been proud of as well. Like just in this past year, the past forty odd episodes or whatever. Like we've anytime we've had a guest, um, not only have I really really enjoyed them, but um they've they've really enjoyed being on here and i think that energy just kind of feeds itself like it kind of to a in in a loop and makes the episode uh, even better so yeah
0: yeah so a lot of things you know looking forward to in 2020 and that's one of them um but i guess we could sort of jump into the video games for this episode um once again i do want to say that we are you know winding down on like these things and we're sort of getting ready for our tw- uh, game of the year discussions so uh some things that i wanted to talk about in this episode i'm actually gonna save for next week's episode mm-hmm. for the game of the year um but at least i do want to acknowledge what i've been playing over the past couple of days but before i do that uh rod um what you've been playing man like what you and i, I think you're in the same boat too but do you at least want to acknowledge what you've been playing over the last week?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I played a little bit of Call of Duty Modern Warfare again. Um, yeah, you know, I've been talking about that for for the past few weeks, but I did finally finish it and uh, it it's it's really 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 good. Um I'm I'm definitely going to be mentioning it during our game of the year discussion. I have no idea where that's even going to land if at all on the list, but um it's worth it's it's worth noting honestly. Like this is the most fun I've had playing one of these games in a long time. Now I haven't like really kept up with the series, so you know, your mileage may vary on that. Maybe other ones like Certain like later Black Ops games have been pretty good, I guess. I've, I've heard uh, some of those are alright, but um, but this is Modern Warfare is the one that you know that's the series that I've, I'm the most attached to and uh, and I have a certain reverence for. And as far as like you know, especially how that original just shaped first person console shooters like. Uh, it's it's kind of remarkable uh, what they were able to do with just a campaign. Um, I, I feel like that I haven't even seen as much talk around that. Um, I'm really really curious to kind of read some think pieces on that uh, if if <laughs> that such a thing exists. <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed that, and I got I finally dug back into the outer world. I hadn't played that game in like a week or two. I wasn't sure if I was bouncing off of it for some reason or what, but. Um well, it was also just lack of time uh because of personal reasons but um but yeah, I did dig back in, and you know it's still you know it's it's still good it's still it's still fun, I'm sure we're talking about that at some point uh during game of the year, but um at which point I think I might go into more detail on <laughs> on my feelings about about outer worlds, but um yeah. It's, it's good though. It is good. There are things about it that I like. Um, and I think the, the writing continues to be pretty strong in a way that I don't think a lot of these kind of games have been recently. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed my time with, uh, Outer Worlds. So I, I really want to get your, you know, we can sort of dig in a little bit deeper, uh, in the game of the year episode about it. Um, hmm. Because it's an interesting game. It really is. Like, I feel like yeah. it's, uh, it was, it was a nice, it was a nice breath of, it was a breath of fresh air for one, because, you know, you play some of these, you know, fallout like games and the consensus is, oh, you're playing a game like this. It's going to be buggy. It's going to be, you know, glitchy. Mm-hmm.
1: It was actually yeah. really refreshing playing this game and it not glitching out. Right. Yeah, that part of, of it is certainly impressive, and it looks really good. Like it, uh-huh. it genuinely does not look like shit, and that you know you can you can actually and that's a ringing endorsement. Like, um, you it, it's surprising to see a game of this scope in that sense. Uh, kind of uh, have that you know that that pile that polish that a lot of these other games typically lack. Hmm. Yep.
0: So, um, yeah, I guess. Uh, for me, um, I played two games this past week, or well, three, mm-hmm. technically. I mm-hmm. guess I'll, I'll do my, my, you know, my, my weekly <laughs> Destiny shout out. Um, <laughs> cause I'm still playing that, uh, you know, uh, what, season of, season of Dawn, uh, as, you know, it started a week or two ago. Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, I guess like a week ago. And then this week is the first week of the Dawning, which is their holiday uh event which pretty much spans from like the week before christmas all the way out to i think a little bit past new year's so like a week or two Mm. into the new year
1: um
0: and you know you you're like basically you have extra quests to get you you know uh extra experience extra like you know uh bright dust extra loot of course they have like emotes like tied to uh this event um trying to think what else um i mean i think you know the dawning is cool hasn't really done anything special that's like worth shouting out um at least for me because i only played maybe about maybe 10 no 20 15 minutes uh this week on destiny i sort of just jumped in just to like get all the notifications about the new event and everything but uh, the, the biggest thing for Destiny 2 is, you know, the progression of the, of Season of Dawn and the progression of, uh, the whole story of Saint 14 coming back. So, right. um, and that's like, you know, a legendary titan in Destiny lore. Like they're, uh, bringing him back essentially, um, you know, doing some time travel to save him. So, uh, I was able to last week, um, complete, I guess, like the first part of that mission string. And, you know, that leading up to that mission wasn't really fun because it was a lot of like fetch quests. It was a lot of, Hey, you know, kill this type of enemy, um, get these type of kills with this type of weapon. A lot of like, you know, fluff before Mm -hmm. getting into like this main mission of, um, sort of going back in time and finding Saint 14. And then fighting with him. So and and by fighting with him, he's sort of like in the background doing something. Mm-hmm. But he's still sort of he's still technically sort of part of the battle. But uh it's it's I mean like the build up to that point sort of made it worth it because St. 14 at, at least, like, if you, if you're into, like, the Destiny lore, he's actually, you know, he's, he's, he's a pretty cool titan. Like, right. he's, uh, he's, he's pretty legendary. And, um, and he's Russian, apparently.
1: Like, I had Wait, no idea. What?
0: Yeah. I had no idea about that. But yeah, he was like, he's Russian. He's a, he's a, a Russian exo. So. A
1: Russian exo. Yeah. So Destiny take, has gone to some places.
0: <laughs> it has. It has. So, uh, it's, it's really cool. Like, you know, what they're doing with it. It's just that it sucks that it's being drip-fed. So, essentially, one on Login this week, it was, hey, you know, these two other uh, ob- obulus on different planets opened up, and once again, you have to do, like, these, you know, these grindy tasks to sort of move the story forward. And, you know, mm-hmm. I guess for people that play the game, it's... Like if you sit there and you're playing with people that are like trying to grind it out, it's not too bad. It's like maybe a couple of hours worth of gameplay, but it's, and it's, they sort of tie it along with like if you already play the game weekly and you're doing weekly stuff, you're sort of doing that stuff anyways. So it sort mm. of ties together, but it's just that I just want, I just want the meat, meat and potatoes of this. I don't, I,
1: I, I feel like you say that almost every time. Like I, it almost feels like you have the same complaint about. Every single iteration of this Destiny Two experience, like post Forsaken experience that you had so far, mm-hmm.
0: because yeah, because you know post Forsaken, that's that's the direction that they really went into. They went into the direction of, um, we're not going to let you power through this whole story. I mean, of course, unless like you're the person that sort of wait, you wait until all, everything's out and then you tackle everything. But then at that point, the way they sort of build up these missions you're doing a lot of grinding all at once so like the if you're doing it week by week as it's coming out you're doing all the grinding in that week and then getting like your story bit so you're like you're building up to that story bit you get the story bit you're like all right that's cool i'm ready for next week Mm -hmm. and then you know come next week you're just doing the whole grinding thing again you get your Mm -hmm. little story bit like it's it's the it's the carrot and the stick pretty much So so you're doing that. But then, you know, if you're the type of person that waits to wait for everything to come out, that's where it's it's just overwhelming because you have all of like these like grindy tasks to do Mm. all at once. And it just it seems like it's a lot. And that's sort of what messed me up with Forsaken was that I sort of had that mindset going in. I was like, oh, I'll just sort of wait and then like try and do everything all at once, and it was just, it was just too much, and I ended up not doing a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point where like the other day I was uh, I was working on something, and I I'm the person that likes having like a like YouTube in the background mm-hmm. and like listening to like YouTubers talk about either lore or like stuff that's happening in the game, and I knew of like an event that happened in Destiny 2 with mm-hmm. the um Whisper of the Worm which was the the remake. Do you remember Destiny 1 the
1: Black Black Hammer the sniper uh, rifle? Yeah. Oh yes, yes I do. I love that gun.
0: Yeah. So um Destiny 1 there was a sniper rifle that essentially had um three bullets in the clip and as long as you hit the like your crit point with each bullet You'll then refill it automatically. So essentially, like on like big bosses, you just keep hitting the, the crit point and like you're just unloading damage like hit after hit. Mm-hmm. Um, they eventually nerfed it where instead of pulling ammo out of nowhere, they were pulling from your reserves. So eventually you would run out of ammo and it sort of killed the gun. Um, Destiny 2, they brought that gun back and gave it its original perk. So for a while, like, that was the gun to use on bosses. Mm-hmm. Um And, like, I know that there was, like, an exotic catalyst, which was sort of like a power-up for exotic weapons. I knew that was, you know, a thing where, like, every week you would have to do the um, harder version of that mission to at least level it up a little bit so you could get the catalyst. It turns mm-hmm. out, like, there was this whole separate, like, Side that's side quest, but there was like a whole separate like thing you could do where you had to like hunt down chests mm-hmm. and then once you found a certain amount of chests, uh a portal opened up. Mm-hmm. But then when you sort of like looked at where the portal was and you sort of look through the portal, it was the same portal that was a portal that was out of reach when playing in the Vault of Glass. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh wow. Okay.
0: Yeah, so if you remember the Vault of Glass right before i think fighting atheon after doing like the jumping puzzle Mm -hmm. there was a portal that was sort of like out of reach that was out in the distance and like eventually some players like found a way to like get over there and you could get over there but there was nothing you could really do with that portal Mm -hmm. uh they tied you know back to that that was a deep cut (laughs) super deep cut um so like, you know, that happened, and it was just like other things that they threw in in that mission that I had no idea about because I just skipped it. Like I just stopped playing mm. Destiny and completely missed that whole thing. Mm. So like, I mean, of course I could go back, you know, there's videos out of like where to find the chests and where to find things and mm-hmm. I could do it. I just sort of feel like I I like I missed that initial excitement of doing it. Right. Right. And then mm-hmm. and then, unless, like, you're playing with people that are, like, actively, like, playing and trying to unlock the same stuff with you, it's it's actually pretty hard to, you know, go out on your own and solo a lot of the stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we've mentioned it before, but, like, that was never – it never seemed like the appeal of Destiny for most people. Like, it's such a social game that yeah. you n- never want to – to do that i mean the isn't it, it i mean you can set it to for single player only but the game wants to put you in a squad mm-hmm. with people
0: yeah and like it eventually gets to the point where like you're doing strikes and you technically right. have to play with people for their strikes right. right um i don't know and that sort of feel bad because i have uh two friends that since destiny became free to play they actually went and downloaded it but like the whole destiny 2 new light thing is it's really weird like it's it's destiny 2 just might like without the story, like so they just throw you into Destiny Two, mm-hmm. and like it's sort of weird trying to like take them through the game when it's sort of aimless right now.
1: Mm, right,
0: like, yeah. Like there's like there's like quests to do, but the quests are like you know get a certain amount of this kills, do certain patrols. Like there's no like yeah. meat behind it. Like the reason the reason why I play Destiny is like yeah
1: the lore and, and and we're not getting that stuff in these log games like there's there is no me like intentionally it's 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 logistically impossible for them to be, like provide um, new experiences in the way that I think a lot of people expect um, you know, which is like you know oh we want to forsake it every week, and it's like that they can't happen It just that cannot happen that way yeah um, and so yeah, you hit these low periods where you're you're running into exactly what you're mentioning, yeah
0: especially the fact that you know Bungie right now they're um they're independent, and then yeah you know, I mean we we know they're working on destiny three right now, so I'm pretty sure that development is sort of split in half right now mm. Or probably not even in half at this point. It's probably like a specific team that's working on development on Destiny 2 stuff. And then like the other half is like working on Destiny 3. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like the, um, when season of dawn came out, they had like a sort of trailer and they were talking about how like the next couple years of Destiny 2 is going to be, you know, an exciting one. I'm like, yo, this man just said years of Destiny 2. I'm ready for Destiny three right now, but
1: let's let's sort of see what they're gonna do. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, can we can we talk about the Russian EXO just for a second? Like, why is the EXO Russian? Why does the EXO have any sort of like distinctive accent or or nationality? Like, mm. why?
0: I mean, Is it, I, I mean, is
1: there like an actual lore reason there, behind that? I, or
0: yeah, I mean. There might be, but I'm I'm guessing like just you know just spitballing it is that maybe he was sort of developed like in Russia since he was an EXO. Oh sure. And, or maybe his creator was an uh, was a Russian or something like that. And then also like um there was there's a lot of like Russian like background in Destiny. Like in Destiny One, the uh, like the Earth landing zone was in old Russia. <laughs>
1: oh yeah you're right i yeah. can't believe i forgot oh okay
0: yeah so there's, there's a lot of like background lore about russia in uh in destiny
1: so that's hmm. probably okay well i all right in that case i guess i'll let it i'll let it go That's just so <laughs> fucking weird like what why okay but yeah sorry go okay. ahead
0: so, yeah, so, you know, that's that's what I'm, you know, going through in Destiny 2. Once again, like I said, you know, shout out to my friends that actually went out and downloaded the game. I promise once, you know, the holiday season wraps down, once all of this game of the year discussion stuff goes down, I'll find some time to play with you guys. Like, I feel really bad that I haven't been able to play with them. But, you know, working on this, working on, like, you know, you know my two other jobs, like, it's, it's tough. It's tough, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, it's still cool that I, I'm working on stuff and I'm working on stuff in my hobby so that it's, it's work, but at the same time, it's still fun. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. whether it's like playing games or then like doing this and talking about the said game, uh, I just, you know, I, I enjoy it. So like it, it doesn't feel like work, but it's, it's work. It really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, all right, so uh, besides, you know, Destiny 2, I do want to shout out these two of the games that I've played. Uh, my friend Pedro um, oh, is nice. on Games Pass, so I was able to download that. Uh, it was developed by Dead Toast Entertainment, published by Devolver Digital, and it's essentially a side-scrolling, like, uh, it's like a side-scrolling
1: uh shooter, Mm-hmm. I really wanted to play this, by the way, so I'm super interested.
0: Yeah, it's really fun. Like, it's, um, like the type of, like, humor that's in the game, like, it's, I'll, 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 I don't want to say it's, like, like, Deadpool-y, but it sort of is.
1: Yeah, it's uh, like, like self-aware, off, right?
0: Yeah, like, it's really self-aware, and it's really, like, it's off the, it's, like, off the chain, off the rails, like, this, mm. it's a lot. It's really flashy. Okay. So, um, like, just, Sort of looking at like, uh, I'm looking at like, like the like back of the box type of stuff for the game. Like they call it the full throttle gun ballet, mm-hmm. which yeah. perfectly <laughs> describes this game. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're walking into a room, you know, with either one or two guns in your hand and just like you're shooting everything. You're going into slow mode. You're diving off of tables. You're jump, you know, doing double jumps, like jumping off of walls. Uh, you're doing like gun dodges, like it's a, it's really flashy and it's really fun. Yeah. So, um, I played maybe a couple levels of that this week, having a lot of fun. And I got, it's, it's up there with like the other indie games that I've played. Like I'm really enjoying this game. Like it's really nice. fun. Um, so I, I definitely want to jump more into that next week, or I guess hopefully by next week so I could talk about it more in my game of the year discussion. Um, and then the second game I played, maybe played about three-ish, four-ish hours, uh, but it's, it's really like, it's really detailed. It's really fun, but I picked up Disco Elysium.
1: Oh, okay. Not what I thought you were going to say, but I, I'm very interested to hear about this as well.
0: Yeah. So Disco Elysium, it is an, it's essentially like an RPG, yeah. But it's like a tabletop RPG. So like if you've ever played Dungeons and Dragons, if you've ever played games where you have uh, like stat rules and stat checks, like that's what this is essentially. And you know the type of gamer that I am, I'm, I'm typically like you know I play action games, I play shooters, I play, um, I do play, I play RPGs, but mostly besides like Pokemon mostly like action rpgs Mm -hmm. um so this one is like it's there's a lot of text there's a lot of like you know listening to dialogue there's a lot of and it's a mix of like hearing the dialogue but then there's a lot there's a lot of text in this game There's a lot of there's a lot of reading but the writing in this game is like really clever Mm -hmm. so for me actually taking the time to like read everything and like click on stuff and like read like the lore tabs and like sort of diving into this world like that. That takes a lot for me mm-hmm. to like, to sit there and be entertained and be enthralled into like this universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh So in this game, you're playing as a detective who essentially wakes up in a hostel, like hungover. He has no idea who he is where he is what's going on and you essentially have to like piece together what's going on Mm -hmm. like within that first like 15 20 minutes and then the game sort of just takes off and like you're on the case at that point Mm -hmm. um this like, like i said this game is an rpg so even before you even get into that you're choosing what type of like cop you are whether and you're putting stats into certain trees so you could be like a like a you know like a bruiser type of cop or detective yeah. where you can yeah. pump your stats into like being really physical with people you could be a you know intelligent detective where while talking to people which that for one this is how like I'm playing this playthrough is um I put my stats into intelligence And then I put it into, I forget what the other stat is called. So it's, it's, it's essentially like being able to, um, like sort of quick, I think quick on your feet and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So like my, my idea is like, I'm trying to come up, I'm trying to make my person be like a, like a, like a Sherlock Holmes. Like he's like, he's, he's really smart. And then like, I think the nether stat tree is like how, uh, like your empathy, like how, like how you like treat other people and everything right so like i i pretty much i almost maxed out intelligence i put it into um i put some into like empathy and then i also put like the rest of the stats into um like that you know
1: thinking quicker on your feet it, it's so cool because this game is is apparently extremely detailed like yeah. just with absolutely everything um where everything whether it comes yeah whether it comes down to like the stats that you're doling out like you're explaining now or if it's like you know just the dialogue system in general like it's everything is just has such a uh, it seems like it has such a fine-tuned um just like they, they just went through this thing with a fine-tooth comb like it's yeah and,
0: and your stats like it it affects everything so yeah. with me pumping all my stats into intelligence uh, while, like, characters are talking to me, like, you're essentially, you are this detective. So, right. while people are talking to you, you, like, have your own thought bubbles happening at the same time. Right. So, if, so, someone's saying something about, like, something in a city or, like, they're using some sort of, like, term that makes no sense to you. Mm-hmm. Not, like, it doesn't make sense to you as a player and it doesn't make sense to the detective because, once again, you know, he's hungover, but then he also has, like, amnesia. So... Right. You know, as you're learning things, he's learning things. But with me having a high intelligence stat, my, um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much getting these thought bubbles of like, Oh, he said this. So he probably means this. And like, it sort of changes my, um, answer dialogue tree So, like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, uh, so you, you know, you said that. So I'm guessing you really meant that. And like, mm-hmm. it, it's changing like how you're interacting with people. Sometimes it's also like. Giving you a heads up on like the situation that you're in. So like, let's say, for example, uh, a character says something like, like really weird. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have the stat to have like that speech bubble pop up saying, Hey, you, I, I think you should sort of pull back on your questioning that, you know, me not knowing that I would like continue to push on and of course, you know, you know, escalate the situation so um and then there's like the other things where like uh there are people that since this game doesn't have like a traditional uh it doesn't have like traditional combat so like you're not there's no like uh like fight screen there's no like you know attack this type of thing Mm -hmm. like whenever you're like fighting someone it's you have to consciously like pull yourself to that point where you have to fight the person Mm-hmm. So, you know, it'll eventually get to the point where, like, if someone's in your way, you'll then get the bubble saying, hey, like, you know, push this person or fight this person or That's attempt right. to fight this person. And it's, you know, once again, just like a, like D and D, you then have to roll for it. And if, you know, you, you know, if you miss, then the situation, you know, escalates. And mm-hmm. depending on, like, the situation, it could, become even worse and like you could could die and like i've had like a couple of game over screams already because of that or it could look like it's going in a really bad direction but then with being able to roll again for something else you could then get out of that situation some other way
1: that you weren't expecting that's so cool like i i just love that you see when you really think about it too it's it's games are supposed to give you uh Freedom, like complete freedom. Like yeah. it and typically, you know, it's it's you get like the illusion of that, right? Kind of like what we talked about last week with the mono warfare campaigns or really most most you know uh, first person shooter like military campaigns like they it makes it feel like the world is in a much bigger place than it actually is uh disco elysium feels like it, it comes from the the design philosophy of like we're going to give the player each and every single option they could possibly take and more and that's mm-hmm. so that's awesome
0: yeah, so like I said, I'm still like really early in the game, so I'm still learning certain mechanics. Something mm-hmm. that I think is like actually really cool is that um, I like through like the dialogue cho- choices of like my character talking to himself, mm-hmm. uh, I came across like a uh, a dialogue uh, path where he's he's trying to explain what type of cop he is to himself, but there was like a a, a dialogue choice that I was like, man, you're a super, you're a rock star, you're a superstar and I kept, like, selecting that I'm a superstar, I'm a rock star, it got to the point where, um, in this game, you have something called, uh, what is it? It's called, it's, it's called a thought cabinet, where, like, in game time, you, you uh, you're, you're given, like, some sort of, like, like, topic to sort of, like, think about and, like, contextualize, and you have to, like, Through like game time, sort of like let time pass so that you can pretty much develop that thought into like an actual thing. So like um, for example, uh, early in a game you have to examine like a dead body, and by dead body I mean like it's like a rotting corpse at this point. And as soon as you start interacting with it, your character starts throwing up. So your Mm. partner at that point is like, "Hey." You need to get your shit together. Like we have to, you know, examine his body so we can figure out what's going on. Right. So at that point, um, he's like, you know, go, go get, you know, the sort of like medicine so you could try to, you know, get past that. I go figure out how to get the medicine, take the medicine. I'm still throwing up. So he's like, yeah, you got to get your shit together. So at that point in my thought cabinet, get your shit together pops up so like i said it's sort of like a thing where you're like you're contextualizing something so he's like hey you know go walk it off go like you know pull yourself together so that we could do that so at that point you know you leave at that point you can sort of talk to other people in the area to sort of pass time and while you're talking to people like that thought bubble is like developing in your head to the point where like finally something clicks he's like all right I got to get my shit together, and like he sort of hypes himself up to like finally, you know, uh examine the body and like not throw up. So, and this is just like the very this is like the first hour of the game.
1: Um, so <laughs> they throwing you in,
0: yeah. So like they're already throwing you in, and like I said, the whole thing about me being a rock star, like I've said that a couple times, not only to myself but like to, at this point to other like nPCs and other characters mm-hmm. so eventually now the thought cabinet of me being a rock star popped up and like i have to wait like a, like a i think it took totally, i think it gave me like a 30 hour window <laughs> for this thing to finally you know pull together mm-hmm. so like for you know there's stuff like that where it takes a while to get uh to come together but then like the thing that I had to do for that uh you know that corpse like getting my shit together that only took like an hour or so of in game time, mm, so okay. so yeah, like it's it's a lot, and I love it, so nice. I'm ready to you know dive in this this weekend and get some like get pull more from this game so that I could talk about it in the game of the year episode so nice. spoil spoiler alert, I'll be talking about this game on that episode <laughs> shocker shocker, but yeah, that's pretty much it, man. That's what I've been playing this past week.
1: Awesome. Okay. Well, we'll return to those uh, next week when we mm-hmm. uh, do Game of the Year. Nice. So,
0: um, this week for news, we're going to... Uh, it's, I guess, you know, it's the end of the year. Uh, news is... It's short... But, you know, we have, like, the whole, like, Game Awards to talk about. Yeah. So, But before we jump into the Game Awards, uh Sony did reveal that they have an accessory for the PS4 controller, the DualShock 4 attachment, uh, which is essentially extra, like, you know, triggers for the back of your controller. So, like, if you've used an Xbox Elite controller or if you've used scuff controllers, the back of those controllers have extra paddles on the back of them. That you can then program to be like, you know, like a quicker, it's, I don't, I don't use it, like for my elite controller, like I don't use it, but like you can essentially remap like the square button, the X button, the R3, you can remap any of the, these buttons onto these triggers. Mm-hmm. So that's essentially what, you know, this attachment is, is, you know, a, a remapped button,
1: a repoint, well, like two remap buttons. Is there, like, a specific use case for this that is pretty popular? Or is it, like, for accessibility purposes, or, or
0: what? Accessibility purposes, but for the most part, people that play shooters will use it. Um, I don't know. It's sort of, like, just... It's, it's giving you the option to remap a button for accessibility. So, like, uh, something that's been on, like, the PC for years, like, being able to remap... Uh, your, like your keyboard. Mm -hmm. I know on PlayStation, a lot of people don't know this, but on the PlayStation 4, uh, you could go, I'm not sure if it's accessibility or something, but in your settings, you can actually remap your buttons on your DualShock 4.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit hidden in your settings, but yeah, you can definitely do that.
0: Yeah, so it's it's essentially the, the, along the lines of that, being, being able to remap your buttons, but giving you extra buttons to do that.
1: Yeah, I've done that before on my controller, and uh, because one of my triggers just stopped working, I think it was like my R2, so something like Grand Theft Auto five was very difficult to play because I couldn't actually um, reliably shoot, or I could not actually reliably uh, drive because my car would not accelerate to the full, um, like something in, in the spring, the R2 spring was just not uh, triggering, I guess, and... Yeah, it was really difficult, so I had to remap it to like L1 or something, or something that I wasn't using as much, and so that ability was pretty handy to use. So I imagine that this is um, a thirty-dollar way to do that on the back of your controller.
0: Yeah, so it's something that like, if that sounds cool to you, you know, go out. at, At least like, if you have a friend that has a controller like that, try it before you know investing into it, but. I mean, it's, it's for certain types of people. And like you, and like we said, it's sort of like, you know, for accessibility. So like if, if, you know. S- someone has a disability or something. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah. If you have a disability, that might help out a little bit more. So, yeah. uh, that's all good. Like I'm, I'm for it. It's Just more yeah. options. Yeah, definitely. So, so it's cool for that. Um, but let's go ahead and jump into the game awards. Um, I caught glimpses of the game awards unfortunately i was at work and i've been busy since so i haven't had the time to sit down for i guess what was a three four hours
1: it was like three and a half hours
0: yeah i i i wasn't gonna do that so (laughs) luckily rod you actually sat through the game awards and what you so what did you think just in total before we start talking about some of the reveals and some of the winners
1: how was this year's uh game awards I mean, you know it's 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 the same thing that you thought it was going to be like the the you know Jeff Keeley bless his heart uh, you know he you know he really wants this to be like a an affair that's akin to the Oscars, which I mean I don't even know if you wanna even put that as like the highest like the barometer for success, <laughs> honestly, but like, you know, as far as the prestige goes, like, he really wants the Game Awards to have something like that. Um, I was listening to Waypoint Radio and they made a really good point of saying that, like, that it's more akin to something like the Golden Globes, which is totally accurate and actually makes sense. It's, it's a, um, more loose affair there. And that's kind of what the game awards are. Like they're, they, they try to kind of stray this line between being kind of buttoned up and, you know, they don't really appeal to like the bro type gamer crowd, um, a lot, which is great. Not as in past years. Past years was really bad with that stuff, but like, oh, look at us gamers. Like they don't do as much as of that, which is nice. Um, they, they try to class it up a little bit. They do have like their, Game Awards Orchestra, and they do a really neat medley um, at during the actual Game of the Year nomination, uh, like right before the the winner is announced. Um, I wish they would do more stuff with them. There was one year, I want to say it was like maybe last year, mm-hmm. uh, where they did like the orchestra did renditions like throughout the entire night of all kinds of games, yeah. and they were yeah, they were like prominent. Like on the stage doing stuff, and that was cool. They didn't do that as much. I think they only appeared like a few times throughout the night. Um, and I mean, I think that's like the be- the best thing that it's got going for it. But overall, I l- I like what Jeff is doing. Like, um, and I appreciate that someone like him is in the industry, kind of giving a spotlight to things like this, and has the ambition to um to 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 execute something like this i I don't think it's successful all the time but you know it it is what it is
0: i'll i'll say that i'll i'll give it to him that year after year it seems like it's been getting bigger and bigger uh the production value it seems has been getting you know he's been getting more and more production like put behind like a lot of more like it, it seems like more work has been going into it year after year so uh, I definitely want to give them props for that. That's that's cool. Um, yeah, they've they've adjusted, like you said, over the years where it was sort of like the you know, I I don't want to say it wasn't like a like a joke, but like it, it was really oh, loose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was it was really like it was really loose. But I feel like you know, like you said, they've sort of you know toned it to be something that they want to be taken serious, which. I think it's good for the industry. It's good to have like a, you know, event that we can we could, you know, give recognition to, you know, these developers that have put in a lot of work towards these games and sort of put uh put a new spotlight on games that a lot of people really wouldn't have like even looked at. I know for me, um I was like for example, Disco Elysium. I was like, on, I'm not even on the fence. Like, it's a game that I wanted to play, but after seeing it win so many awards, at game awards, like, I was like, you know what? I have to. Like, I have to, like, jump back. I have to jump into this game and play it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that's what he is... I mean, I don't know if he's trying to get that a, a, a adverse effect from, like, directly, you know, out of people. I mean, I think that's maybe what the publishers are, are looking forward to and the developers. But, like, I know... I mean, that's kind of like the thing with the Oscars and Golden Globes and like award season, which is 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 ramping up uh, now. Um, it will be in full swing when January rolls around. Um, you know, the the thing is, like these studios look forward to that and they they campaign because, yeah, it does get more um, butts in theaters. Basically, it, it gets more people to like you know buy the Blu-ray or whatever and and check out your film. Like that's it's a big deal to like be nominated and and more so to win. Um, So I'm sure Disco Elysium has even more eyes on it now um, because it won actually two awards on stage, which is pretty cool. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean... I, I Kind of going back to what you said about it being bigger, um, they are – they continually get more and more sponsors. So they actually uh, completely obliterated their record from last year uh, with 45 million uh, streams this year, and I would assume that those streams are unique uh, members, but – um yeah they they that's a huge number that's not like uh that's not nothing to sneeze at and that was a lot of there was a lot of outlets even the Hollywood Reporter like wrote a story about it um you know and and Jeff Keeley was getting interviewed and just kind of saying like hey where do you want this to go in the future what do you think about like now like what do you what's the goal blah blah blah, blah. so like he's getting a lot of that attention which is awesome and and that's that's really cool so I think that's where the production values are really, really coming from. And you see it during the show, too, because even when you're streaming, I streamed it on YouTube this year, and, you know, you don't have, like, the traditional YouTube ads, but you get ads during the actual program, uh, which, you know, they're all catered towards gaming. So uh, they, there are a few, like, really awkward ads with, like, live action, like, like actual people trying to sell you like a gaming chair or a tv or something some shit but like outside of that when it's just like a regular game advertisement like that stuff is cool but yeah they do appear and they do the whole like outro thing too of like oh well coming up next we've got green day performing and then we'll be right back but it's like it's like not going to an actual commercial like (laughs) on tv so it kind of gives you that tv feel without actually being on tv
0: and it's good because I mean, was it? Did they have it available to be watched on TV this this year, or was it only
1: was it stream only? No, it's been streaming only for the last like four years. I want to say maybe f- oh. five. Yeah, um, they don't do they do not broadcast on TV anymore. The entire point, actually, of going to streaming was um, to get. I want to say it was to get different kinds of sponsors because they they felt like they wanted to take advantage of like um you know the all the the all digital platforms um they felt like they were able they were going to be able to do more and cater their show more to how they wanted it to be catered not be um constrained to time and and everything like that or at least not as strictly adhered to so um yeah but it has not been been on tv for a minute um yeah so as far as like the biggest stuff so i mean just off the top like one of the first reveals and i think it's like the most important one here we won't go through like every single one um but i do want to call out a a couple um interests of note here one of which was the xbox the next xbox got announced at this thing (laughs) um yeah so
0: and i feel like since then you've seen nothing but memes for it um I don't know. I'm sort of over it at this point. Like I'm-,
1: I'm, yeah. I'm I'm constantly over memes. Any like just period. And I haven't seen like any of the ones. Well, I've, I guess I've seen the ones that like you sent me. But like, you know, I, it's, it's to me this might be a whole different topic. But like. Yeah, Microsoft is a really easy target, right? Like, I mean, they're coming off of a terrible generation. Um, you, you know, just overall, I mean, I think that they've done pretty well for themselves in the last year or two, but like just overall it's been not not great. So they're they it's really easy to make fun of them, um to see like what they're doing, but I don't know, finish finish your thought and but I want to go into like what they revealed here. Oh, um I guess we could sort of
0: just jump into it because, uh, you know, they, we've known that, you know, they're we really close to revealing the system itself. So finally seeing it, like unveiled it, you know, having a name, you know, we're, we're, we're getting ready for, for next gen, like officially. Yeah. This is it. Erase the race to next gen. is yeah. Like it's here.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually here. It was really exciting, especially because this, this was a genuine surprise to me. I don't, I don't know if you you heard anything beforehand, but like mm-hmm. this 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 shocked me. Like I was I was not anticipating hearing anything for this entire year about anything next gen. Um, so this this was a true true reveal um, in the purest sense of the word. And it's yeah, like you said, it's the Xbox Series X. Um, don't don't love the name. Don't love the name at all. Um, but you
0: know, so, so I was listening to I think it was Inside Gaming on YouTube. So the Xbox Series X is just the model name for this particular model. the the over They're overall just going with the name Xbox now. So when they decide on, you know, like I think the rumor was that there is going to be like the uh, the the digital only model. Right. It's gonna be it's gonna be the right. Xbox. Whatever they name the all digital right. model.
1: Yeah, I think this so, is the Scarlet or the Anaconda versus the whatever the other one was. Exactly.
0: Um, so yeah. like the, the Series X is just the name of the model, as opposed. I guess it's, it's the best way of thinking of this is like your iPhone. Yeah, iPhone is the like for me right. the iPhone is the 11 Pro Max. Yeah, right, 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 right. So then you have like you know next year's will be the iPhone 12 that's what they're gonna do with xbox xbox is uh, xbox is like the the name of the brand and then they're gonna have like whatever iteration name of that model
1: yeah
0: yeah so series x isn't isn't going to be the name of all of like these models in the future they're just gonna be there's gonna just be like different names of an xbox hmm it's 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 weird thinking about it until like you sort of like I said, you, until you start thinking about it like how iPhone how they release
1: their stuff. With just numbers, like I mean well now they don't even do that, right? Like, yeah, they just, do, like, yeah,
0: they, and... yeah, they do they have like the weird names. So yeah. that's that's essentially what what Microsoft's doing.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they revealed that and um alongside it so Phil Spencer came out like after that reveal and kind of talked for very briefly about it, um, about like, hey, holiday 2020, so they confirmed the date. Something we already we we knew that. Um, he didn't say too much more about it, and that also makes sense because that article had leaked uh, the earlier that week on Windows Central. I want to say just detailing the specs of the 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 next Xbox, so we kind of know. Like, what it will contain, but just not officially, just not on the record. Um, so, but yeah, we gotta look at the, the exterior. Yeah, it looks like a tower, basically. Um, I guess you can stand it up or set it down. Um, going with the PlayStation 2 model? Cause I think you can do that with the PlayStation 2, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it looks, looks cool. Looks, looks good. Looks like an Xbox, I guess. Um, but the, the more, it did the even more exciting part. So not only did they just like drop a bomb in front of everyone, like at the top of the show, but like they also reveal the very first next gen game that we've seen, uh, so far. And that was, uh, Hellblade since it was, well, I don't even know if it's going to be a, since it was sacrificed, but it's a Hellblade 2 game. And it looks stunning. Absolutely stellar. Like, I the the they made a really big jo- um a really big deal especially Phil Spencer at the beginning saying like hey everything that you're about to see is in engine like this is not CGI this is not like this is all made with like the hardware um this is running off of the console um and yeah it sure enough it looks astounding um the lighting pops the character models, the facial expressions that are being made is like, it just insanely lifelike, uh, to the point where like, it just, it does look CG. It doesn't look, it, it's unreal, like how, what they achieved with, with this game. Um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm so excited to see like what next gen is truly capable of. Um, cause these machines are apparently like really, really, really powerful. Um, and based off what we've seen and, yeah i I think this looks good i have not actually played hellblade yet but i damn sure i'm gonna play it now for sure um yeah i don't know did you get a chance to see this chris at all
0: i saw like screenshots um i i I, I like when it comes to like the game board i sort of like saw what i needed to see um so like when it comes down to like how the system looks like you said, it's a tower, like, haha, uh-huh, it's like, it's huge, looks like a, like a refrigerator, whatever. You get it all out now, I guess. Um, but, you know, I'm, I feel like it's that size because of how powerful it is and like the amount of like cooling and like all that that they need for this, mm-hmm. this system. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, they don't want a repeat of the Xbox 360. They don't want their systems overheating. So in my opinion, like you know, I'd rather have a bigger box than a box that's gonna overheat right yeah yeah and then and then of course you know down the road they're gonna find a way to you know compress uh, like just make everything smaller like get it compact and you know then we'll have like a smaller series X or the series X mini or oh God series x slim who knows oh no don't don't give them (laughs)
1: ideas
0: (laughs) so you know that's how i feel about that um like you said uh hellblade looks amazing yeah looks really good uh Mm -hmm. was definitely really you know exciting to see next gen because like you said this is the first like actual next gen footage that we've seen yes so, uh, I'm excited. Holiday 2020 is going to be really interesting.
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really good. Really, really, really good. I'm going to just jump around briefly here. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 won at best action game. Uh, you, you just talked about Devil May Cry mm-hmm. just I the other week. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Death Stranding didn't get as many awards as people thought that it G- would. Good, <laughs> uh, but Hideo Kojima did get best game direction. So you know he basically got his director award, and which you know, hey, good on him. Good on him. Um, I thought I thought it hilarious that Mads Mikkelsen was in the same category as virtually every other person in that list. <laughs> like Mads Mikkelsen is literally an Oscar nominated actor. <laughs> like if he didn't win that would be that would be something. Um <laughs> what else? Um oh something I do want to mention though. I do enjoy like these kind of games for change uh, little minisodes that they did throughout the show. Um so a lot of times it would be like there were uh developers or or influencers or some someone who like kind of came from a place of um someone that you just didn't you wouldn't think like there was an African a South African I want to say was it South African refugee? I want to say that who made a game about like literally like running away from like a a, a war torn country or something like it was, a, it was a runner, but like it was really like his story was was super uh, interesting and and and, and uh, really just inspiring in a way like the the fact that he he turned a life a serious life experience he had into a video game uh and and if you i think it was like if you donate in the game or something like that like donate money it all goes to like kids in africa like or something cool like that um there was a 14 i think she's 14 or 15 year old girl her name is ewok and she is in the phase plan i think that's a the esports clan i think right um and she is deaf and but she is she's on the face clan for Fortnite, and she talked about about how like how her um you know like kind of briefly about like the challenges that she's faced and um you know that hey everyone can play games like regardless of who you are and you know what you what people think you can do um i don't know just stuff like that is really 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 cool um i hope that they continue to do stuff like that in the future because it, i i love that um they didn't do a developer like a um like they usually do a spotlight of a developer and they didn't do that this year um that was a little curious but i was i was looking forward to that um what else did they do uh green day performed if you like green day
0: mm
1: <laughs> uh i don't know um do you like churches i was just gonna say, wait hold on let's talk about green day so okay.
0: who who were they trying to i don't like know. who's who's this who was that for
1: i don't know to be honest because they played something that was like off of their new album apparently and then something that was from like their very first or second album um so I don't know. At best, you would have thought that they would have played something from American Idiot. That seems like the yeah. that, that that seems like I know I'm not saying that they like should have done that, but like that seems like the age that they would be going for, like the demo that you would shoot for.
0: I was gonna say that's as almost as out of touch as DJ Khaled performing at the Overwatch League finals.
1: Mm, oh, that was a that was just awkward. That was just awkward. I gotta say, like they were good sports about it. Like their performance was. I mean, you know, it was f- fine. I didn't need to see it, but like, it, it was fine. Um, they seemed to get the the crowd moving in a way that was that was neat. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> but yeah. Uh, oh, Wolf Among Us Two was announced. I'm excited. So, so this is like the revival of Telltale. Kind of, I guess uh, they've got some of the team back, but I mean, most of those people are like were laid off and. Yeah. Probably didn't return, um, uh, which really is unfortunate and that sucks. So yeah, I, I don't really know how this is working quite yet. I think the only thing that they've said is that like the, direct, the original director and then the sc- the writer, the main writer is coming back, maybe one other person. And, but that's like all they've said. So, um, I mean, yeah, but a lot of those people are gone. It, it's like a collaboration with, um, they, they they kinda kept it vague with former former Telltale uh developers. Uh, it's it's a studio called Ad hoc studio. I don't know much about them. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. We'll have to see about that one. Uh, and oh yeah, you you like uh Michelle Rodriguez? You like Vin Diesel? Do you like Fast and Furious? Wait, yeah,
0: are you asking me? You're asking yeah, the yeah, viewer.
1: Yeah. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm asking you. Uh yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Okay. Uh, Would you ever play a video game with them?
0: Uh, if it was
1: on Game Pass. Okay. What if it was on PlayStation 2?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, if, oh, oh, if it was on PlayStation as well.
1: I was like, PlayStation you know oh, Yeah. We, we, what oh. if, what if, what if it was on PlayStation 2? Or oh, like PS2? What if it was on PlayStation 4, but, but basically okay. I'm saying the game looks like shit. Is oh. what I'm saying. It's like oh, it, God it, damn. Yeah. It, it looks bad. To, <laughs> It looks bad. The game looks bad. Um everything about it looks bad. I commend uh Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel's enthusiasm on stage as they were presenting it and they seemed genuinely excited, but god damn that game looked horrid. Um and that's what the that's what the fucking show ended on. That is what the show ended the night on, was that. I, there was no one last thing, it was just that. Yikes. Big yeah. yikes. Yeah. Big oh, was, oh, yes. Oh, yes. It was a big, like, what the <laughs> hell is happening right now? Um, yeah, so it's like, I don't even want to waste time talking about this game. Look, it's, it's a, it's a Fast and Furious game that looks rant, it, like, it looks bad, and you should go and watch it because it needs to be seen to be believed.
0: I'll take take your
1: word for it, Rod. I'm good. (laughs) I mean, the concept of it, like, you would think a Fast and Furious game would be, like, actually cool, and especially because they're going to actually, they're going to get the actors, and they're going to say, like, you know, oh, man, like, I would totally play that game. I would, but what they presented, what they showed... Was just shoddy. It was, um, it's, it's, it was not good. They say it was, they say it's a team based game, um, and it's, it's like a, a heist action game. So with like, again, sounds awesome in theory, but man, it looks rough. So many, it, it, when I say PlayStation 2 animations, I mean, Vin Diesel, it looks like a discount version of Vin Diesel. Like, oh, it's, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that might be the name of the episode. So, like... Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, I'm, I don't want to talk about that game anymore. Um, yeah, we're good. So, what else happened that was cool? Sekiro won Game of the Year. Hmm. I know how I, you feel about Sekiro. But... I, Alright. No, 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 go ahead, go cool. ahead. No, I, I, want, I, want, I want to hear this. I would like, I would love to hear this. Maybe a good preview of, of, of next I've, week.
0: Okay, so... I've, I've heard people, like, say good things about this game, so I'm not upset mm-hmm. that it won game of the year. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, I, I can't co-sign on that. I can't. Okay. Like... So you're not upset? Right? I'm not. I'm not upset. I'm just. Cause wait. So who else, Who's in the running for Game of the Year? Do You remember uh, top of your head?
1: Top of my head. Uh, so Control. Uh, was Disco Elysium it? Um, I can. I would have to look it up, but I. I don't know all the nominees. Um, uh, for the Game of the Year. That's something that we can look up really quickly, though. Because we're well researched around here. Thanks, yeah. to Google. Um, <laughs> let's see here. I know control was definitely up there, though. So control, yeah. Sekiro, um, Death yeah. Stranding. Um, I don't know. There were so many. Yeah.
0: I I guess with what it was running up against I could see it.
1: Yeah. I mean Okay, here we go. We've got Oh my god, the list just goes on and on. What Okay, well, I thought I knew and now I don't. Oh, here we go. Thank God. All right. So we had control Death Stranding, Sekiro, Resident Evil 2, Super Smash Bros Ultimate and The Outer Worlds. Hmm. I mean it's pretty good competition. It, yeah.
0: How do you I mean well How do I said? feel? Yeah, how do you how do you feel about that?
1: I think I uh, I think it is well deserved. I think it's well deserved out of all the games here like it's well deserved. It is Froms From got shafted for their uh for Bloodborne and I think that this was a great comeback for them. Okay. Um That's fair enough. And Dark Souls 3 as well. They got shafted for that. And so, which I think Bloodborne is, to me, is one of the best games of this entire generation. So, um, that is, you put that on record for sure. So, like, the fact that they're getting recognized here for this, and, and it's not even, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm happy for From just because, like, the name recognition or that Sekiro deserved to win just because it's From, but because they really did a hell of a job and Sekiro is a hell of a game. So, um, yeah, no, I'm I'm happy with that outcome. I thought actually Sekiro was the underdog out of all of this.
0: That's that's cool, Sekiro. Congrats at the game of the year. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's just not that's just not my type of game. So
1: yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Okay, cool. Oh oh, we'll return to this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is the, the, the calm
0: before the storm. Uh, if, if you want to hear the rest of this discussion, tune into next week's episode Oh, Should I Play That? The Game of the Year discussion. Mm-hmm. Because this is, oh boy, this is about to get spicy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, so, um, that's this year's game awards, uh, once again, shout out the Jeff Keighley. You know he. What was he? What was he working before? Before we did all this,
1: uh, he was at Game Trailers, I think. Want to say it was Game Trailers, um, and he was kind of everywhere. Like he's he has access that very very few other gaming industry. If folks have honestly like his final hours series um is um, is really really good um i want to say that's what kind of put him on the map in the first place yeah so
0: um yeah i definitely want to see where the game awards you know takes off from here um at some point cross fingers hey at some point should i play that we'll be able to attend the game awards like i'm speaking it into existence <laughs> That will attend one of these someday. So, uh, and we'll be able to watch Green Day live.
1: Great. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Just what I wanted. All
0: right. So yeah. Um, I guess we could go ahead and wrap up, which I feel is one of our quickest episodes of Should I Play That?
1: um maybe said, followed
0: by one of our one longest, of the longest so exactly <laughs> yeah. so i feel like that's that's a, that's a good trade-off um next episodes definitely be you know one for the books something that you definitely want to tune in for um and at the same time let's hear from you guys um i want to and i'll, I'll probably make like a social media post about this so i think If you, if you listen to that stuff early, you should be able to, you know, you, you might hear it through this or you might see the social media posts, but I do want to highlight what the viewer's choices on some of, like, on game of the year. So let's see what you guys think. Uh, I'll be asking on social media, whether it be on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter page, you know, should I play that or my own? I think I'll also do it on my, my own personal, you know, Twitter page and everything. Um, SSJ Blackerot. So, you know, Follow us. Join, join the party. You're already listening to us. um, but yeah, that's episode 43 in the books. Rod, what you got for us?
1: Game of the year. I'm so hype. Um, like it, it's, it's just a really good time to reflect on, on all the games that, you know, we really enjoyed and I can't wait to do it. So as always, go out. Have some fun. Play some video games.
0: Yep. Same here. You know, I I gave my spill in the beginning of the episode of, you know, chasing your passions, doing what makes you happy. Just go do it. 2020 is here. A new decade is here. Listen, is only
1: a couple, like two more weeks of this decade left. Like, I wish you would just stop saying that. That makes me feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. That's that's the truth. That's the facts.
0: Oh um, no! Yeah. So you know, if you're not happy, figure figure out what you could do to change your predicament, and just chip at it. You know, week by week, day by or well, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, you'll be able to make a change. As long as you're working towards that goal, you're good. And look at us. Look at look at us. Who look at us. Thought? We turned out just fine. <laughs> So you know, and this, and for me, like you know, the the successes that we've had, um, like the you know when we put out our like our Spotify uh like viewing stuff, and then just like in, in on the back end looking at our like SoundCloud stuff, like it's it's you know for a show that you know is re- is relatively small, and we you know started like with with you know from not with like a lot of, like from scratch with not a lot of <laughs> fanfare i feel like we're you know we're heading in the right direction we you know I'm, I'm i'm getting you know good advice from you know people that i trust you know sort of in the industry already and then just hearing back from you guys too like I, every bit of feedback that i hear from you guys i take to heart i appreciate everything so um you know cheers to that also want to shout out guys it's almost Christmas time, so yeah. what? Well, you know, whether or not you, you know, you celebrate it, just you know, celebrate the fact that you know, you know, you're with family. And if you're not with family, uh, celebrate it with friends. If you don't have friends, play some video games. Like, just yeah. find find what makes you happy and enjoy that time. That's what matters. Happiness. Uh, don't and don't go don't go into debt, trying to buy happiness. <laughs> that's a that's a major key uh,
1: yeah i i think yeah just don't go into debt just don't go into debt
0: (laughs) okay guys so with that we will catch you next week on our game of the year extravaganza party block party slash uh remix slash uh i don't know i'm just trying to
1: add words to it i don't know it just fell apart yeah we can shut it down we can shut it all down
0: (laughs) all right guys stay beastly peace